Good morning, y'all. This is Dana from DAS Financial Aid Consulting Services, and I'd like to welcome y'all into this week's show. I uh, wanted to um, just thank everybody for all of the uh, downloads that have occurred in the past couple of weeks. I've noticed um, we're actually only a few away from 700 downloads, so thank you all so very much. I really, really appreciate uh, your support and uh, just a little bit about me um, as some of you may or may not know um, I live in New Hampshire which is about an hour north of Boston and uh, I have spent the past 15 years of my life dedicated to an industry um, called financial aid um, and I am specifically uh, working with career schools, so mainly cosmetology, massage therapy, uh, tractor trailer driving schools, uh, HVAC, and lab assisting, medical assisting, all of those colleges from around the country. I am hired as a consultant and um, a compliance trainer and also review of student financial aid files to make sure that all of the information is accurate on the files uh, so that when they are awarded and the money is dispersed, the correct amount of money is dispersed and uh, during audit review there isn't any issues with the file uh, so that that money that was dispersed to students is in jeopardy of being returned. So that is what I have dedicated my life to doing again for the past 15 years and uh, today's show I am about to tell you about some of the major changes that have occurred uh, within the past month. Now I'm giving you a little bit of information uh, with regards to how the um, sub-usage elimination has occurred and now um, students are eligible for sub where if you were a prior student uh, you may not have been eligible um, for it based on the calculation that the department had um, previously instituted. Uh, So that has been eliminated and one of the other items that was eliminated uh, earlier or, or I should say last month was that um, selective service registration, um, the C code for that, we no longer have to verify selective service that the registrations were um, actually processed or if you didn't register, um, we confirm the reason why you didn't register. So that no longer is um, an item that has to be completed for compliance. So at this point, if you're still seeing that on your current applications that you have um, received in from your students, then um, you can dismiss that. I would recommend um, marking those files with the override from the department because down the road you never know with the change of administration this could go back into effect so you just don't know. Uh, So mark your files accordingly. Uh, The other thing that has occurred and it actually occurred and believe it or not I took some days off as a holiday and I came back on Monday um, to the announcement that uh, verification 
has been upended and no longer do we have to, as financial aid professionals, when reviewing the student's files, if they're selected to validate the number of family members, number in college, or that the tax information was accurate because the DIRS data retrieval tool was not utilized. Um, we no longer have to worry about that, which means now there is really little to no accountability for the loans um, and the aid that's being uh, administered and, and awarded and given out. Now, having said that, we still are required to confirm if the file has been flagged for uh, what they call B4 or B5. Um, we still have to do the high school completion forms and we still need to um, confirm with the identity and statement of educational purpose. Um, but on the B5, you don't have to get the confirmation of the number of family members anymore, number in college, nor do you have to confirm non-filer status for the current award year, which is 2019. If you're still working on 2020, 2021, that you still have to follow through and do the complete verification. This is only affecting as of July 13th, 2021, the 21-22 files. So just to make sure everybody's on the same page and there's no telling what's gonna happen for the 2022-2023 award year, so just hold on tight because we don't know about that yet. The only thing we do know is, is that the FAFSA for the 22-23 award year will be released or is due to be released to, for completion on October 1st, but we'll do that at another show. So back to um, the elimination of verification and having to review tax returns, etc. If you have files that are currently in a status where you have received in tax information from your students and their parents, you immediately need to return those forms back to your student and the parents. Um, do not have them in your file as of July 13th. If you do, when they're selected for audit and review, you're going to get written up for um, having unnecessary documentation because of the override. I will tell you though that um, you still are required to review files to make sure to review the application when you receive it in if there's any conflicting information and I'm going to tell you that I have found numerous files that have conflicting information on them since the announcement on July 13th. These files were selected for the B1 verification and they were um, in the process of having tax returns provided because the IRS data retrieval tool was not utilized successfully. and. Uh, one of the ones that come to mind right now with the conflicting information is, is that the student and spouse supposedly in 2019 made $200,000 in um, with adjusted gross income. They had adjusted gross income on their tax return and they paid $190,000 in income tax paid, which is not accurate. There's no way that you have a $200,000 AGI and you paid $190,000 in income tax. There, there's just no way. So that's wrong. Um, then there are the situations where you have individuals that are accounting for family members and they paid child support on 
family members that they're accounting for as family members, that's wrong because that's double dipping in the calculation. Uh, there will be other ramifications that come forward where the conflicting information is not going to be um, able to be confirmed fully uh, because of the current override. So I'm just putting it out there that right now there is no accountability and this is the only industry, financial industry, where you can take out upwards of $57,500 in loans and not have to fill out the application accurately and confirm that the information on that application is accurate. I'm just putting it out there. You go to a bank, you try to take out a mortgage, they're going to want everything, including the name of your firstborn child. But in the financial world of financial aid, now that's not going to happen. Just from July 13th of 2021 to uh, September 30th of 2022. So I'm just putting it out there because all of us in the United States that are paying taxes are in the process of having to bail out the branch of government known as the United States Department of Education. And the reason why I'm saying that is, is because the writing is on the wall. Just putting it out there that the writing is on the wall. We've got issues with non-payment of student loans that are out there on a hold status and they're going supposedly into repayment and they have to go into repayment to be quite frank as of September 30th of 2021 because if they don't there's no money flowing through the system in order to be able to board more money out to potential students that are up and coming. So that means that the taxpayer is going to have to bail out this branch of government. And everybody's all happy that if you do have outstanding loan balances right now, that you think that the current administration, Biden and Harris administration, is going to write off these full balances. Well, that's not a given. And so the balances need to start being repaid back. And those of us that have already paid our student loans off and went to colleges that we could afford and we're financially literate about going to college, should not have to pick up and pay for somebody else that wasn't. But having said that, it's gonna happen anyways. So we might as well just friggin' suck it down, and, or suck it up, I should say, and just get over it because we're gonna have to some way, somehow repay again, which is um, something that, <laughs> I never actually thought that the branch of the government would really um, not hold itself accountable, but this is what this administration's all about. It's all about spending um, with no accountability. So at this point in time, um, when it comes to compliance, the two items, again, that you're having to deal with, again, if the file is flagged, is for the V4, uh, verification. It's basically just V4 because the V5 was overwritten. So all you need to do is make sure that you have your high school statement of completion uh, completed accurately and you also need the um, identity and statement of educational purpose. And I would put out there as well that there are several forms that I have reviewed within the past several weeks that the information is not correct. 
you've got uh, social security numbers that cannot be read, they're not legible. Um, and you also have school names that are not being completed accurately. So if, and those are the two items that really need to be accurate. So it, besides the student's name, um, and I had another file uh, this week that I reviewed, not only was the school name not accurate, but the student's name wasn't accurate. So come on people, I'm just gonna put it out there that, you know, you need to at least make sure that the information is accurate on the forms because this is the one that you have to go and put a confirmation into the department and get the confirmation, you know, print the confirmation off, put it in the file, that the information that you have reviewed for the student is accurate. So, you know, it's simple. Two forms and all you got to do is just submit it in for processing to let them know that this has been confirmed, but make sure that the information is accurate. Um, and with the other um, part of the elimination of the uh, tax information, again, I'm just going to go over the fact that when you are filling out the FAFSA or assisting your students and the parent to fill out the FAFSA, um, make sure that you're following along through the guidelines um, and the items that the uh, FAFSA is pointing out because there are a number of times where the information is entered inaccurately and uh, it's up to you to review it. If, the if there's a little bit of a glitch, just like the example I gave you a little while ago with the adjusted gross income and income tax paid, or if you get the um, ICER, which is the result of the, the FAFSA, if you get it back and there's a code 365 or a code 361, which is typical of uh, conflicting marital statuses and tax filing statuses, you need to get those resolved as well. Those, those need to be confirmed. So if you have, for example, a code 365 and the student and the spouse just got married in 2021, and you have uh, the tax information entered and it's the student filing sing single, and uh, just the student's information is on the application, you need to confirm that the spouse really didn't file and didn't have any income and if they didn't that's great but if they did it's a requirement that that information needs to go on um, and be entered on the uh, FAFSA as well uh, same for the code 361 that's with the parents if the marital status and the tax filing status don't uh, are conflicting um, meaning you know say this divorce and separated the parents status is divorced and separated as of say 2014 but you've got a married filing joint tax return uh, for 2019 so that's that's a problem so you need to look you know look into that a little bit further um, get written statements to confirm that the information is accurate put it in the file because the files are going to be audited um, it's just that um, it's going to be a, a little bit different um, with what we've dealt with in the past years um, with having to account for the correct number of family members and uh, the correct number in college and also uh, regarding filing statuses and review of tax returns. 
And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me um, directly. You can contact me at uh, my email address, which is danderson at dasfinanciallyconsultingservices.com. Um, or you can look me up on my social media and uh, send me a, a message. And I want to say that I have been getting quite a few friend requests on my personal page. And uh, if, I don't, if I don't recognize you, I'm not going to accept your friend request. So I would highly recommend if you are listening to my podcast and um, accepting the invitation that I have extended for you to friend me, um, then I need you to kind of identify yourself. So you can send a message with your friend request and just say, you know, let's talk financially for college podcast or, or something to that effect so that you can identify yourself. And uh, then I'll be able to accept your friend request. But if I, if I don't know who you are and there's nobody else that is a friend in my group, I, I'm not going to accept your friend request. And that's just how that goes. So um, just putting it out there. So uh, the other announcement that I'd like to make um, before closing for today is that on Monday, I have a very exciting announcement and it's all about my premium channel that I'm going to be releasing next week. So on Monday, uh, if you can tune in, um, same time, and I will be introducing and announcing the launch of the premium channel that I'm going to be posting on a daily basis. So this is going to go from having weekly to daily, but this will be the premium channel and it's going to give a little bit more uh, information on what's going on down in Washington with the Department of Ed and uh, training opportunities and also um, chances for uh, people to interact with me um, and also be more part of the show. So if you are interested in that, uh, feel free to join me on Monday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I look forward to um, sharing more information with you regarding that. Uh, other than that, I hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Um, it's a beautiful day here in New Hampshire. And uh, I'm going to get out and enjoy the weather um, while I can because it's been raining here, but not complaining because we were in a drought. Um, and the Olympic Games have already started, so let's te cheer Team USA on. And uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll be talking soon. Take care.